Azuma. Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Episode 7, Kevlin Goodner. Welcome back to another episode of Artist Proof. I'm your host, Adrian Johnson. And today's episode is with artist and educator, Kevlin Goodner. Uh, Kevlin is someone that I've uh, made the acquaintance of online. Um, and I think we've become fast friends, if I must say. And he's, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he has a lot of great stories. Um, he's just a, um, a conduit, if you will, of positivity, and he has such a peace about him and such a giving spirit as it relates to his craft and, you know, art in general that, you know, you, you can't help but, you know, just really, you know, wanting to seek, seek this guy out and just, you know, um, to just, just speak with the brother. So I appreciate him coming on for the episode today. Uh, before I go any further, I did want to say that this episode, as well as all episodes of Artist Proof, are produced by Inazma Studios, LLC. Uh, Inazma Studios is my personal brand. Uh, it's the hub from which I produce uh, commercial art uh, when the opportunity arises, but also my own fine art projects, uh, creator-owned works, and other uh, creative projects um, that will be coming down the pike soon. Uh, you can find Inazma Studios online at inazmastudios.com. Uh, that's I-N-A-Z-U-M-A Studios, all one word, dot com. Uh, Inazma Studios is also available through various social media outlets. Um, Inazma Studios is available on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And so again, you can find us online at inazmastudios.com. Getting back to um, my conversation with uh, Kevlin, uh, I think you guys and gals will really dig this, um, really dig our, um, our interview here. Um, Kevlin, like I mentioned, is someone who just has such a peace about him, such a giving spirit, and um, he really relates that uh, in the course of our conversation. Um, he talks about his upbringing um, in his uh, native uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, growing up with the uh, influence of hip-hop as well as uh, comics from a very early age. And um, he also relates how comics really grew to be a passion for him in terms of him wanting to get better at the pursuit of bringing his own stories to life. Um, he also speaks about... Um, outreach that he does in terms of uh, comic book workshops and art classes um, with his son, uh, Justice, um, whom, whom he mentions actually just graduated from the Kubert uh, School of Art. Uh, so kudos to him. And uh, they really uh, relate a, a, a fantastic story about some outreach that they did at a, uh, at a local um, youth correctional facility um, there in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And, um, you know, it's really touching and uh, just goes to show you that, you know, there, there's talent everywhere, you know, everywhere. So that, that was a great story. And then he also um, speaks on um, drawing in public. Uh, one of the things that, you know, really caught my attention with uh, Kevlin are his uh, really great, really awesome um, portrait commissions that he does. And, you know, I just relate to him that that has to be hard. I mean, it has to be incredibly tough because not only is it just you having to do the commission right then and there in real time, but it's also nailing the likeness of the person, which um, Kevlin does with a plum, you know, and he leaves nothing but satisfied customers in his wake, if I have to say so. Um, but that all goes back to... Um, getting rid of the uh, inhibitions and the pressures that might come from that by just simply drawing in public. And um, 
He talks about how it helps him to focus, to get work done, but also to win friends and clients. And uh, he has a cool story about um, how uh, drawing in public on one occasion um, actually got him a degree of separation of sorts uh, from a, a comic uh, superstar. That won't ruin the uh, the uh, story here for Kevlin, but uh, you know it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. And then lastly, um, Kevlin speaks about uh, his use of social media. Uh, he has a um, a string of videos on um, YouTube and uh, Vimeo uh, called the Illustrator. And uh, he'll relate what that means in the uh, conversation itself. And um, I, I just felt like that was a that was a dope name, you know, said. So, you know, you know, kudos to him on that. And uh, kudos to you for checking out this episode. Let's get to it. Uh, this is Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Episode seven with the illustrator himself, Kevlin Goodman. What's up, sir? How you doing? Peace, fam. Good to talk to you finally, man. It's been a long time. I know, I know, right? I know, right? I mean, we've <laughs> you know been um you know ships crossing in the dark, you know, as far as like exactly. Facebook and everything. But you know, I, I keep tabs on you. I see what you're doing out there. <laughs> right, and 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 same here. I'm peeping you too, man. I, I love what you're doing. So I and the show it. is fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Fantastic. Appreciate that. Uh, in, in fact. Yo. The uh, the uh, the flagship episode where you broke down what an artist proof is, yeah, and why you chose that title for this show, man. I really really love that uh, because it's it's everything that you said it is. It's um, you know when we when we show a proof or we show our work or work in progress, yeah. Um, it, it's it, it, in my opinion that's really where a lot of the action happens. I'm sure you probably agree with that. Oftentimes you look back on a finished piece. And you think, man, there was so much energy in that in that whip and that idea, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's really where that that energy is transferred, in my opinion. So, I love that you brought that to uh, to a podcast, man. It's pretty cool. Oh, appreciate that, definitely, definitely, because we're we're all works in progress. That the, the, the learning mm -hmm. never stops. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so yeah, absolutely. Man. So you know, the the reason that I wanted to bring you on, um, Kevlin, is. I noticed your work, but I also noticed like there are other things about you in association with your work that really interested me. And I guess let me start. A good place might be to start is um, you mentioning, or rather, I saw that you have a um, a, a series of videos, a YouTube channel right. called the Illustrator. Mm -hmm. That is a dope yes, name. I like that. <laughs> no, I love it. You know what I'm saying. You, and I was wondering where that came from, because in concert with that, you had also mentioned that, you know, hip hop plays a really big part in your creative life. So I guess to yeah. start, you know, let, let's expound on that, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I um, I, I grew up, uh, I, I live in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, mm -hmm. uh, which is also the hometown of, you know, Muhammad Ali. Right. And uh, so many, so many um uh, uh, prolific uh, artists and, and athletes and uh, something really, really special about this town. I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, uh, at any rate, um, I grew up in Louisville and I, I was an only child and my mom and uh, my grandmother raised me in an area that at the time was pretty rural. It's not anymore. It's really, really grown uh, a great deal. But at the time in, in the 70s and 80s, it was very rural. And my family uh, it's been, was predominantly white. Yeah. Uh, my family owned um, some really large uh, parcels of land uh, in that area. The area is called Okalona. It's a suburb of Louisville. Okay. And um, I, so the house that I grew up in, my grandfather had actually built. Wow. Um, yeah. And then and and he and my grandmother lived. I don't know, maybe 100 yards away from my home. Wow. So I spent my time between my house and there. It was just kind of, you know, uh, they, 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 they raised me, you know, while my mom was working. And um, I knew even from a very early age, especially at that time when we were, uh, you know, uh, kind of on the heels of busing and desegregation, um, 
you know, racial consciousness and uh, what it meant to be a, a young black man uh, growing up in America at the time was something that was really uh, prevalent and, and, and um, you know, it was, it was right in front of you every day, right? Mm-hmm. So my family uh, really worked very closely to protect both physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, uh, the children and grandchildren and cousins and all of that mm. uh, in that community. It was very much a community. Um, a- as a result of that, we were able to really express ourselves artistically. I have uh, cousins who are uh, you know, musicians and, and uh, artists and, and various other things. So um, uh, my, my oldest cousin, or one of my oldest cousins, was a huge Marvel Comics fan, is a huge Marvel Comics fan. Yeah. And uh, was an excellent artist and a couple years older than me. And so we were like brothers. He would come over to my house and he'd bring all these comics and whatever he was into, man, I was right on his heels, you know? Yeah. Um, and so because of his love for really all things creative, uh, you know, that, that led us to, and, and also my father was very much an audiophile, among other things. He's also a master tailor, but uh, he was really into music. And so, anyway, that led us to uh, to music. Um, it led us to, uh, you know, we used to take album covers and comics and just and just trace over the the covers and, you know, copy them and and all of that. Yeah. Um, and so, really, one thing led to another. Man, we knew we were going to do something. I knew that I was going to do something creative, or in the creative field. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was about nine. Um, you know, I, I really started to discover hip hop and and not just through the the music, not just through rap music, but 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 the entire culture as a whole, mm. uh, you know, with breaking and 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 the graffiti art and, and so on. And I realized, man, this is like this is this is the the, the full cultural experience and full cultural expression of my generation. You yeah. Know? Uh, and so, and so, as a result, it kind of led me to um, to getting into writing uh, and emceeing. And so, I was about nine or ten, man. I decided, you know what, I want to be an MC. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, we we were listening to you know everybody, man, Running D, Public Enemy, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Cool J, Beastie Boys, everybody. Yeah. And um, when I was around. Uh, 16, I got my first record deal. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was signed to uh, an independent label in Miami. Yeah. And so a couple of myself and a couple of friends of mine, uh, also incredible musicians. Um, the, the company was called Sintone Records and based in Miami, Florida, independent black owned label. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were really looking for a group. We, we, we weren't really technically a group. So we had to kind of, you know, very quickly uh, kind of form this, this unit uh, and, and do a demo. Yeah. And, uh, and ultimately we got signed. So, um, so even during that period, we're talking about uh, 87, 88, 89. Okay. Um, so even in that period, um, you know, while I was writing and performing and, and we toured a little bit, mm-hmm. um, open for MC Hammer at the uh, Sun Dome in Tampa, 10,000 people. Yeah. Um, even as we were doing that, man, I was doing stuff like, you know, designing our album covers and our logos and our t-shirts and stuff. So the, again, that, that creative strain, uh, was just being fueled by, uh, the culture itself, the culture of hip hop. And also, um, the, at that time, the way hip hop was expanding commercially. Mm -hmm. So we were starting to see acts, you know, go platinum, triple, double platinum. And that of course... Uh, open up those those commercial avenues for other artists to come along and and uh, you know now we live in the eras of the the Jay Z's and Kanye's and all that right right but um, but yeah man so that that was really uh, uh, my thing is that I saw that I could do is that is that all of this was kind of connected so while I wasn't pursuing visual arts as a career at the time it still informed. Uh, the music and the music was informing the artwork. Mm-hmm. So uh, by the early '90s, by the time I had moved back to Louisville, um, 
and and uh, started my family. Uh, I, I was I was pretty sure that I was going to pursue art in some way or another. See, when I you know when looking back on on my childhood, man, when whenever I thought about drawing comics, which is what I really always wanted to do, yeah, it was very difficult for me to see that as a career choice. Because, to be honest with you, I love the medium so much. It was just, it was, it was hard for me to imagine that as a job. Because the people that I knew that had jobs, they didn't like their jobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know? So to like or love your job, you know, felt a little strange to me. Because this is something I really had a passion for. Yeah. So I'm thinking, if, if it's a job, there's got to be some element or aspect of it I'm not going to dig, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I really didn't pursue it in that way. Um, and then by the time I got to high school, and this was before the record deal, right around the time of the record deal, by the time I got to high school, I had an art teacher who uh, just didn't look at comics as artwork at all. In fact, she thought it was just, it was just trash. Sure. Uh, so I ended, up, I ended up failing art in high school in, in my freshman year, freshman, sophomore year. Mm. Um, so that was tough, you know. Uh, again, I knew I was going to pursue it anyway. I was going to do what I wanted to do, but just, but but having the avenue to do it as a profession, just it just never made itself uh, viable to me. You know what I mean? It just didn't present itself. Um, and and so it, this was probably around uh, fifteen years ago, fifteen, almost twenty years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had people tell me, man, you, know, you should you should just just do it. Just draw comics. So, uh, through the help of you know the internet now, where um, where there were resources that people were actually sharing now about how the process uh, goes and 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 how to connect with publishers and all of that, um, I really started to work on my after story and specifically graphic novels. Okay. And and comics. Um, and, you know, always had a love and a passion for animation. Um, everything from, you know, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons to, um, you know, Disney, whatever. Right. Um, but, but again, it was, it, it, it really took me that long to put all of those processes together in a way that made sense. And, and in a way that I could see myself. Uh, being successful pursuing that medium alone because I worked a lot of different jobs and um, and all of that you know while I was still doing my art. Well, well, let, um, well, well hold on, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Let me let me pause you for a second right there. Now, mm-hmm. with your sequential storytelling, I know that you had mentioned also online and in a couple of videos that I saw that that's definitely your passion. And I took a Absolutely. look at yeah, and I took a look at some of your work as well, some of your sequentials mm-hmm. like for Mister Nobody. Um, mm-hmm. as well as a couple other projects in your um, portfolio, your online portfolio. And the stuff looks sure. really great. And Thank the, you, man. And the one thing, you're welcome. The one thing that I noticed, though, was like, it, it's interesting. Like, as you explained it with, with the Hip Hop Connection, I could see some mm-hmm. of that in Mr. Nobody. Right. But right. I also was very curious about the more representational art, you know, the more realistic art, too. And it's like right. you found a way to marry those. Um, I guess when you were um, coming up as far as like influences on your art, what, what kind of influences mm-hmm. played into formulating your style? Because, I mean, you yeah, specialize in like representational stuff, but it still has that, you know, uh, graph edge to it. You know what I'm saying? Right on. Yeah. 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 No, I'm so glad you asked that, man, because, um, you know, you know this, man, every every young artist or, or every artist who's kind of finding their way, particularly in comics, um, you know, we're always about, man, what's my style, yep. you know? Sure. Right? Because we're influenced by so many different artists, and we're always trying to find our, our style. So I had this Mr. Nobody concept from about 2005 or six, mm-hmm. um, And uh, I'll, I'll get into the synopsis later. But, but basically, um, that was really around the time when I was trying to find my style that was important to me then yeah and after much trial and error um you know actually much trial and error and a a very short 
but poignant conversation with Brother Jamal Igel. You know Jamal Igel? Absolutely. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Brother she, uh, Supergirl, uh, Supergirl fame. He drew Supergirl for, for many years mm-hmm. for DC. And now he has uh, his own uh, creator own. Uh, Molly Danger. Molly Danger. So this brother, I, I reached out to this brother one day online and um, didn't think he would hit me back. You know, I know he's super busy, right? Sure. And uh, this was this was around 2008, I think, 2008. Mm-hmm. So I just hit him up. I said, hey, Jamal, big fan of your work. Um, you know, love what you're doing. And, you know, if you ever got a chance to take a look at my portfolio and give me any advice or suggestions at all, I would I'd be honored. Right. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't even the next day, man. It was like a few hours later. The brother hit me back online. He said, hey, man, I took a look at your work. I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he said, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool, man. Obviously, you, you know, you can draw. Yeah. Um, he said, but it there's this huge there's this huge chasm between the work that you reference, that you use reference for, photo reference or live drawing or whatever it is, versus the work that you don't. You can clearly see the work that you don't use reference in. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Right. And he said, so if that's your thing, then that's what you need to do. And it was literally like this light went off in my head, man. And I thought, yeah, that is what I need to do. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, wanna, you know, if you want to know how a hand looks, you look at a hand and you. But I was in I was in that uh, weird um, phase, man, where, where every comic book artist thinks they just have to be able to just draw everything out of the off the top of their head yes you know we go through that. it's very it's the weirdest thing um but i was there and so the brother just set me straight you know and i thought man he's absolutely right and in addition to that it isn't just just using reference but it's using the references that matter to me right so um i i, I listened to there's a guy named uh, james victory Okay. Uh, he is a uh, internationally known designer, artist. Uh, does a lot of work with with typography, uh, based out of um, I think Brooklyn. Mm. Um, super, but he does his his art is amazing. But he's a teacher, really. He's an uh, uh, motivational speaker. And in listening to um, him describe his career. He always talks about, you know, putting essentially the essence of who you are in your work. Mm. Um, There's another dude named Aaron Draplin, who's also a designer. Uh, He's based out of Portland. Mm -hmm. And he talks about that, man. Who who we are as people, what you know, what makes us want to get up in the morning, what gets us excited, what what do we what are we passionate about? Um, you need to show that. You need to show that on the page or on the canvas. And so it just hit me again. I, I, Mr. Nobody was going in all kinds of different directions. I, I wrote uh, the story and, and ultimately penciled and, and inked it. It's, it's black and white. Um, and uh, uh, several friends of mine, Jason Mattingly, who was uh, uh, my, my partner at Eureka Comic Labs, um, helped me uh, refine it and get it together and, and did the lettering for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, the book is about, you know, it's a, it's a classic, uh, you know, good versus evil. Um, it's a superhero story, but you know, there's no capes or costumes. Uh, visually it's very matrix esque in terms of, uh, the presentation of, you know, when the heroes manifest their powers, you know, guys wearing suits and, and all that. Um, but, but the, the main characters, uh, the, the main character, Mr. Nobody is a, is this ancient, um, being who can who can take on all kinds of different forms and shapes and basically mr nobody is everybody Hmm. and anybody right and he is the herald of this uh great master teacher who at a certain time in history the end time which is time we live in now will will mr nobody will usher him in to our world to do battle with with the great uh you know the great evil the big bad yeah um, so anyway, I, I was going all kinds of different directions, and, and and after the conversation with Jamal, man, it just became so clear to me that I needed to um, center the the first story 
in New York. It needed to be, it needed to have an atmosphere that was uh, reminiscent kind of um, 70s, 80s, uh, Brooklyn, Bronx, uh, uh, subway, graffiti, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, real B-Boys. You know, it, it needed to be anchored in that world. And then from there, we could take it out to all the different, you know, fantastic places and locations and all of that. So, but but the fact that you picked up on that, man, really, it means a lot to me because um, w- when when that became clear in my head, the book really wrote itself. You know what I mean? Like the, the visual aspect of the book, it was like, you know, just chop, right? So it took me like three years to get to that point. Yeah. And sure. then once yeah, I got yeah. there, it was like, you know. So yeah, that was, that was, that, that, that was a lot of fun. We did one issue. Uh, put it out in 2012, and we sold out in all the stores uh, here locally. We had we had it in uh, some shops uh, throughout the state, uh, and sold out. And so we're gonna we're gonna jump back into that into that uh, mythology, hopefully hopefully next year, yeah. and and kind of tie up at least the first story arc. You know. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Cause cause I know that you had also run a um, crowdfunding campaign for it as well. Yeah, well, not for that one. We did a crowdfunding oh. for um, another project called Gamers vs. Zombies. Okay, that's right. And on, yeah, and on that one, um, I really was the, the the art director for that piece. The interior artist uh, was is a uh, cat named Stefano Cardicelli uh, out of Italy. Okay, and dude is he's a monster. Uh, he's been in uh, heavy metal, and uh, they did a piece on him in Time Magazine about a, a graphic novel that he did that dealt with. I think it dealt with this, the, the, uh, it had to do with the Gulf war. Okay. Uh, and so anyway, time, time did a piece on him. And so I, I, I kind of discovered him for our project and then walked him through, you know, what we needed him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, but Jason Mattingly is the, the creator of that piece. Uh, but we will do a crowdfunding or, or a, a Kickstarter or something for, uh, the Mr. Nobody project. And also, uh, I've got a, a sketchbook uh, project that we're going to uh, probably kickstart as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, you should, man. Yeah. If you come out with a sketchbook, man, I told you, I'm right there. I'm first in line. Yes, fact, I'm going to tap the dude on the shoulder and say, excuse me, and I'm going to jump in line. <laughs> That's <laughs> what's up. <laughs> I appreciate right. you, man. No, it's all good. It's all good. So you just mentioned that you um, – you, um, were the uh, art director of at Eureka Comic Labs. Is that right. correct? Yeah, yeah. And so with uh, discovering um, um, Stefano uh, for your project uh-huh. there, um, is, is that something that you enjoy in terms of not necessarily just scouting out new talent, but also I know that you also have done like comic book workshops and such. So there's an educational Absolutely. aspect as well. Now, is that something that you embrace in terms of you know, shepherding a project and, you know, recognizing talent and looking to hone, you know, fresh minds, you know, towards this, towards this medium. It's, it is as fulfilling and in some ways even more fulfilling than, you know, putting that pencil on the paper, man, which is, which is what I love to do. Yeah. But, um, I think there's something really special about, you know, the, the collaborative nature of comics anyway. Um, typically, as you know, man, a comic is not put together by just one person. I mean, there are situations where that does happen. Yes. Um, but very rarely do great comics come out and it's just one person helming the whole project. You know, you usually have a writer or various writers, inkers, pencilers, colors, so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, for me, that is, it's, that's very much like how, that's how music is made. In in most cases, right? You, even the most talented musicians uh, of the world, Prince and and you know guys who would, uh, write and sing and produce and play all the instruments, they still love to get into those jam sessions and kick around different ideas with other people who are on that level because you're you're learning. You yes. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, yeah, man, that's 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 a big passion of mine. We do. I say we. My son and I. My son Justice, uh, or or Just Nice Art on uh, Facebook, uh, Justice uh, recently graduated from the Joe Cooper School in New Jersey back in May. Oh wow! Congrats. And yeah, man, 
Yeah, and see, and that's the thing too is like, you know, his is his kid growing up, and everything that I would work on when he was a child, he would, you know, he'd sit on my lap, he he uh, <laughs> he would put paper on top of it, <laughs> you know, he over it, he would, and you, so you could tell, man, I, he was really really into this, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't want to you know, make him do something that he may or may not have a passion for. I really wanted him to find it and then encourage him. And so that's what we did. Um, and so by the time he was, you know, six, seven, he was like, dad, I'm going to draw comics, man. That's what I want to do. Hmm. So I'm like, cool. So, you know, we hit up all the comic shops and we, you know what I mean? And, and we studied uh, the, I, I turned him on to the, to the people who constantly just, made my jaw drop every time I saw their work, man. Guys like, you know, Joe Mad and Alex Ross and Adam Hughes and Brian Stelfreeze and, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Joe Kubert. I mean, all these all these guys, you know. Uh, John Buscema. Um, and, and yeah, so, so by the time he was in high school, he had this encyclopedic knowledge of comics, the history of comics, the history of comic book art, um, and, but more importantly, he had this incredible grasp on anatomy and layouts and all of that. So he was he was very advanced, man. Um, even when by the time he got to the Cuba school, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, one of the top students there did his thing. Um, he's doing some um, some work now with um, a cat uh, legend, man, named named Jay Lyston. Uh, who's an inker at Marvel? Yes, yeah, um, I recognize him. Yeah, yeah, one of the top names in the in the industry. Man, he happens to be a Louisvillian. Ah, um, yeah. So he reached out to Justice, uh, you know, as he was graduating, and said, "Hey, man, if you're coming back to Louisville, I've got some stuff. You know, would you want to give me a hand on? I can show you how to do your thing, master mm. your, <laughs> your your craft in terms of inking." So yeah. uh, he's doing that. And uh, has worked on some big projects already. Did some stuff for um, Hasbro. Uh, he's doing some stuff for Rutgers University. Um, and so we do a lot of cons together. Yeah. Um, and we've also done a lot of workshops, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's it's um, you know, it's it's an incredible feeling, man, to to be able to get to share what you love to do with your with your kids, um, and to be able to watch this guy really grow into his own in terms of, you know, a human being, a man and an artist. You just, you can't ask for more than that. So we, and we do, we do as much of that as we possibly can, as our schedules will allow. Um, And then we also do some one-on-one teaching as well. So we have some students uh, that we work with, that we work with, but yeah, that part of, I think, um, if you have, I had to have a philosophy or a message, man. It's that you know, um, this isn't. We call ourselves geeks and nerds and stuff. Yeah, and and it's cool, you know. If 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 you identify with that, I never really identify with any of that, man. Like the the cats I grew up who love com- with who who love comics, they were all the coolest dudes. They all, you know, they were athletes and musicians and all of that. So I never really identify with that, but it's, it's cool. But but the message that we try and get across is, man, this is for everybody. You know what I mean? Being expressive, being creative, and sharing your gifts. You know, there's no, it's, you don't have to be in a particular group or category <laughs> to to do this or to enjoy the medium. You know, yeah. it's it's cool, and you may not be in the cosplay. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. Some people are, and that's and I, I I'm I'm down with that. But not everybody's into that. You know, some people just want to read the stories and, you know, and, and we get we get into these conversations and these debates about, you know, is, is Captain America going to suck and Batman versus <laughs> Superman? It's like, come on, dog. Just, this is like the golden era of, you know, fandom, man. If you into any of this sci-fi, comics, you know, fantasy, whatever, I mean, I mean, look at all the material that we have. Um, to enjoy, and not all of it's going to be great. Sure, but like I said, man, I come from the from the time when, if a, you know, if there was a if there was a Spider Man, uh, ABC special, 
you you stopped whatever you were doing and right. you got home. Understand what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and you put on your Spider-Man costume or whatever you did, and you sat there and you watched. You didn't care. Who cares if the special effects were terrible? <laughs> you know I mean, you just loved it, man, because you were in that moment. So I, I think we've gotten really, really spoiled, you know. And, and so our, our message basically is, you know, do, do you, man. Do what makes you happy. Um, have fun doing it. Share it with other people. And um, you know, don't 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 be afraid to express yourself, man. This is this should be a beautiful thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Making something should be a beautiful thing. So we try to get that across. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and that's one of the messages that I try to get across with with my show here, you know, as well as my own art as well. You know, I'm all about just spreading that positivity because there's so much in art and comics, or I, I'll just say the whole gamut of creativity that people would perceive as pitfalls. You know, oh, man, this didn't come out right. Oh, my anatomy sucks or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? And I think people sometimes, well, a lot of times rather, sell themselves short. I mean, I really do. You know? I completely agree with you. Yeah, so, you know, people like yourself who are actually actively, you know, in a a teaching role, you know, and helping Mm -hmm. to just spread that positivity as well as just let young people or whomever is in front of you know you can do this it might you might not yeah you might not look like your favorite artist or whatnot that's because you're not supposed to you're supposed to look like you you know what i'm saying that's right yeah 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 we we did a we did a um a workshop uh for a um uh the library in warren county kentucky okay uh just bowling green kentucky uh, this was earlier in the year. And um, as, a, as a part of that workshop, we were asked to go to visit what was essentially a, a correctional facility, youth facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we really didn't know what we were, what we would be allowed to bring into the, uh, you know, the place or, or not. Yeah. So we brought materials and we got there that morning. And uh, we were immediately ushered into this office where we were told, hey, you know, something happened this morning, a security thing happened, and uh, people a little on edge, so we got to wait a minute before we go in to talk to, uh, you know, the, the young men, so we have to wait a minute. I'm like, cool. So we stand in there, and you can kind of feel the tension, you know? So after, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, we were allowed to go into this small classroom. There was about 10 young men there, and they're all in their uniform and uniforms and, and just kind of... Uh, you know, checking the whole scene, yes. <laughs> not not really sure what we were there to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just started talking to him, man. And I, I asked if, uh, you know, we had any artists in the room. And uh, a couple of hands, I draw a little bit, you know, not too much. Most of it was, man, I can't even draw a stick, man. You know, I'm talking to you hear that. Right? <laughs> and then um, I asked if we had any comic book fans. And eh, one or two. Yeah. I said, all right, so... How many people here have seen the Batman movies? Oh, man, everybody, right? Everybody's seen Batman. How many people seen the Avengers movies? Yeah, man, I love Captain America. All right, cool. So that's our connection. Once we make that connection, we can go anywhere with it, right? So we, I asked, I said, okay, so um, uh, we want to teach you guys to draw something. We want to draw something today. Show you you can draw more than a stick, man. Yeah. So, you know, so my son, uh, we had this big uh, pad and Justice, uh, we asked him, what character would you like to draw? And they picked the Joker, uh-huh. right? So, okay, all right, cool. So we pull up this reference of the Joker, and we blow it up on the on the projector, and uh, Justice walks them through step by step, you know, drawing the Joker, the Joker's face. Um, and I'm walking around, and I'm, I'm, you know, touching base with each one of the young men and helping them through the process. So after about an hour or so, man, uh, we look around, and these young men who, most of them, again, they're not artists, so they don't think of themselves that way, had created these amazing pieces. I mean, amazing, man. And there was one young man there who, uh, he didn't say much. In fact, he really didn't talk at all. Wow, okay. And um, I thought, okay, you know, that's cool. I don't, I'm not going to push it, but his work was fantastic. So by the time we got done, I said, look, man, would you mind if I held this up and showed everybody? And he didn't say yes or no. He just took his hands off the paper. Mm-hmm. 
slowly picked the paper up and held it up for the classroom. And they all were like, what? That's, that's incredible. So we ended up taking all of these jokers that they had done, and we did this huge, uh, it was like a, a four by two or two by four uh, canvas with Batman and Robin and all of their jokers around them uh, for this, for this uh, anti-bullying campaign that they ran in November, mm-hmm. right? We put all of that together and made this, made this huge canvas. But before we left the facility that day, and again, I didn't know if we had impacted this young man or not. But before we left, one of the administrators came to me and said, we have never seen this young man more motivated and excited about uh, any speaker <laughs> or any uh, event that we've ever had. Yeah. Now, he had been through a great deal of, of uh, emotional trauma yeah. uh, growing up. So, he, so he, you know, it was difficult for him to, to, to open up in any way. But um, she said he was just over the moon about this opportunity. So you just, you don't know, man. You, you just don't know how or when or where you will have that chance to make that positive impact. You just got to be there. You got to be in that moment. And you can't be that, you know, that constant naysayer, man, that constant, ah, this, that, nah, dude, just, just let's, let's get it done. Let's do it, you know? And, and anytime you can leave um, people on that positive note, man, you should, you should do it. You know, so we strive, we strive every day to 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 leave some of that positive energy out there. Man, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic, Kevin. You know, definitely need more of that in many ways. Many ways. Yes, sir. Know. Awesome, awesome. Now, now taking it back a little bit uh, to where you were mentioning about um, doing appearances at uh, conventions and taking um, commissions at cons as well. I noticed that mm-hmm. one of your specialties is um, you do portrait commissions. Often with <laughs> yeah. the person there who is commissioning, and you right. do their likeness on whatever character they want or situation or whatnot. And you know, right. to me, <laughs> hats off because I can't do that. <laughs> and the reason I say that is, it's like you all—you you already got—you already have the pressure of it's commission, so you want it to look proper and you want it to be, yes. you know, pleasing because someone is actually yes. putting out a hard-earned cash and say, right. you know, That's I trust right. in you to really, based on your skills and what I see. You know, I want a really right. great commission. So there's already that. But then on top of that, that person says, I want this, my face, right. my likeness, right. or this body. <laughs> and yes. when I come back, yes. it better be proper for however much I pay for. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, well, so, you, well, you, hit the, you hit it in the head, man. Yeah. So how, how, yeah, do you, uh, how do you do that? Because with those twin pressures, how do you manage that, man? Man, listen. That first of all, I, I try to I try to draw in public every day. In fact, I pretty much do. Um, I live in a neighborhood. Yeah, I live live in a neighborhood that um, I don't know. It's probably it's considered the artsy, you know, part of the city. Yeah. It's all the Highlands. A lot of artists and musicians live here. A lot you know, of coffee shops, coffee shops on every corner. That, that's so funny. And, just just pause you for a second. Uh, we have a section uh, down here in Atlanta called the Virginia Highlands. That's that same type of district. I don't know what wow. that is. The Highlands. I don't know why. Yeah, what is yeah, what's I don't know. And and it's I'm sure the Virginia Highlands has probably always been that way, right? Yes, yes. It's it's near the yeah. artsy district down here called Little Five Points. And so yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Exact yeah, same thing. I, I think it has something to do because this area has been this way, you know, obviously at least since the sixties, it's been known as, you know, that hipster hippie, uh, kind of laid back, everybody kind of do their own thing vibe. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure in Atlanta it was probably that same way. It was probably kind of almost settled by people with that same kind of mentality. Oh yes. You know, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't so, mean to disturb you from your point. Go ahead, man. No, 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 not at all, man. I, 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 uh, I, I lived in the ATL for a minute. We lived in, the. Uh, Marietta first, and then we moved to Roswell again. This was back way back in the days. I was I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, but okay. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. ATL is great. Love Atlanta. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so uh, I really I take advantage of that fact, man. Like I said, we have coffee shops and restaurants, great restaurants, and uh, you know I post up somewhere pretty much every day. Um, I, I'm I'm talking to you now from uh, you know my my apartment, which is also my studio. 
Yeah. Um, I do some work here, but I often find it, I, I I was at the time when I was really um, trying to fix the flaws in in my uh, repertoire, if you yeah. will, the weak points in in my in my in my game. Um, I was I was working a nine to five man, and and so. Uh, any moment that really any time that I wasn't, you know, with my kids or at work, I was drawing. Mm. And so that meant draw anywhere and everywhere, which is what I tell people now. Um, so I had a, you know, a go bag. I still have a ready bag. I can just load it up and go. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll post up somewhere for hours because it, it allows me to really just focus on the thing I'm working on. You know, when you're at home, man, there's always a distraction. There's always something to clean up. Yeah. There's always something to do or whatever. Uh, video games, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> you know, whatever your weakness is, it's always there. Yeah. Um, but when you're out, it, it kind of gives you, you know, it gives you clarity. You know, I got two hours or three hours and I want to get this thing done. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, while I was doing that, I noticed I didn't see anybody else out there doing the same thing. Nobody. And there's a huge art community here. Yeah. And I was a little surprised by that because um, so many of these places, I mean, they're not built for artists, but they're so conducive to to what we do, you know. Um, and I also noticed right away that uh, people would respond to the work in such a way that, man, I've met so many uh, clients, but I've also met so many just great friends now, you know, people who are just uh, interested in art in general, comics specifically, mm-hmm. um, a specific style of art, you know, drawing the anatomy or or whatever. Yeah. Um, I even met. This is crazy, man. I met, um, you know, Todd Knock, right? Yeah, Todd Knock. Yes, right. I, I didn't meet I didn't meet Todd, but I met his father-in-law. Wow, he lives in Indiana. Yeah, man, he lives like uh, it's not far from here at all. It's like maybe forty minutes or something. Uh huh. And he was visiting, Google, and I was in a I was in a Starbucks, and uh, he walked by. Man, he kept looking, kept looking. And I had my headphones in, right? So, and that, that happens a lot. So I'll, I'll try to pop my headphone out in case somebody wants to have a conversation. And he said, he said, "Young man, did you do that?" I said, "Yes, sir." And he said, is this what you do? I said, yes, sir. He said, hold on, I'm going to get some coffee. Can I come back and talk to you? I said, absolutely. So he goes, a couple minutes later, he comes back, and we're talking just just art in general. Yes. And he said, um, he says, your work is very reminiscent of, of, of what you might see in Marvel Comics. I said, I said, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's kind of, you know, it's what I'm going for. And he said, man, I just think that's so amazing. He said, my son-in-law draws comics. Now, just like you, all the time, you go somewhere, you know what? My cousin can draw too. Right. You know my right? Yes. <laughs> my cousin lives in he can draw comics, whatever. And you're like, okay, that's all cool. Right. Yes. So he goes, yeah, my son-in-law draws comics. And I said, oh, really? That's right. He said, yeah, you, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Todd. And I said, oh, Todd, Todd, I'm thinking McFarlane. Right. You like, know what I mean? Break and it off. Yeah. He says, he says uh, I said, Todd. He said, yeah, Todd Knock. I said, Whoa, yeah. that's your son-in-law. <laughs> he and he, he smiled. He said, "You've heard of him." I said, "Listen, man, this that man's a legend." Yes, you know I, his work is incredible. So we started talking, and he told me about uh, when when Todd and his daughter met, and blah blah blah. And it's just great, man. So again, you, you those opportunities. You know, I wouldn't have, I never would have met that man had I not been out there kind of doing my thing that day. Yeah, and this happens almost at least a couple times a week. I'll meet someone who our, our paths never would have crossed and job after job after job. And, and it's just amazing. So um, in, in doing that for, for several years, man, I, you know, all of the, the fear uh, and the pressure that you feel drawing in public, which yeah. is natural. People look at, literally looking over your shoulder. Yes. Man, people spill coffee on, on the work. Oh yeah, this one guy, this one dude, man, uh, knocked over his cup of coffee and was just—he was just beside himself. Like, dude, it's cool, no problem. We'll die because he doesn't know, you know, the the client wasn't going to get that particular piece of work. It was going to be scanned and all. You know what I mean? It's no big deal. Yeah. We wipe it. He was like, no, no, man, I got to pay you. I got to pay. I'm like, dude, it's cool. So, but anyway, um, so uh, after doing that for a while, man, you just lose all of that. Hmm. You just you just 
you lose all those inhibitions and you just really focus on the work. Um, and that energy is, 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 I mean, it's, it's real, it's palpable. People feel it, man. And so when we do shows now, when we do cons and stuff, oftentimes on artist alley, depending on where we are, mm-hmm. man, we might be, you know, one of a couple handful of people who are actually doing live drawing. Everybody else is selling, you know, right. their print work, which is cool. I, I have some print stuff too, but there's nothing beats that energy of a, a live sketch. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we have people who come up. The, 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 the caricature thing, and I really hesitate to call it caricature work, man, because there's some people out there who are just, their work is like, it's so amazing. You, you, you think you're looking into, you know, the television when they do caricatures. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you're looking into a funhouse mirror. It's just stretched just a little bit. <laughs> and so, I don't, you know, I can't, I mean, that's not necessarily my thing and i, I kind of fell into that work by accident really mm-hmm. uh we would show a couple years ago and um somebody said hey can you draw this and i said no i really man, i could draw anything mm-hmm. he was like all right well, could you draw me as doctor who or i forget what the first commission was but it was something like that you know me as doctor who or me as green lantern or whatever yeah like, of course um and so we did one and and we it, also, when I'm doing those pieces, I have to be um, really specific about uh, what the client is going to get for for what for the for their budget, you know, for mm. what they what they pay. In other words, you know, if a client if a client wants to do this full color, you know, full body characters flying through the air, or bursting through a wall, or what all the detail, extra characters. We can do that, no problem. Yeah. Um, but that, that's obviously that's on the higher end of the spectrum. But if a character just if a person just says, "Hey, I just want you know kind of my face, you know, with a cool Green Lantern pose," then we can really dial that down because the only thing you really need to say see is the face and the the Lantern logo and the ring, right? Yeah. So we're good. Um, and so so I try to get as specific as I can with the client about what they really want to see before we get into that. And then the other thing is capturing uh, their personality and the essence of the character that they want to portray in the in the picture. Because I, I take photo reference. Okay. And so I'll try to pose them and light them as best we can in, in that environment. Get something super dramatic and cool. Um, and then you know that's seventy five percent of the work right there, man. And after that, boom, we jump into it. And if we need to do more referencing in terms of you know costuming and posing and all that we can we can pull that from somewhere else but yeah it's it's tons of fun to do it's incredibly rewarding and yeah people are always excited about i did one uh, just the other day for a young man who is a big doctor who fan big uh, david Tennant fan okay and so we did him as the doctor and it's a really um extreme upshot with him pointing the the uh sonic screwdriver at the camera yeah you know what i'm saying and uh, and so he's kind of lit, you know, from the and it's really cool. So, um, I yeah, I, I can't I can't let I can't let his grandmother bought it for him, and she's it's a Christmas gift, and oh. he can't even see until Christmas. So I got to make sure he doesn't hear this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm mean, gonna delay that for a couple of weeks. You know, I know, right? I know, right? So so, uh, but but yeah, that that was that was tons of fun to do, and he knew. Not exactly what the pose was going to be, but he had an idea because he posed for the picture, you know. Yeah. And we kind of got into how we would light it and, and all that kind of thing. So yeah, that those are those are tons of fun to do, man. Love that's, doing those. That's excellent. That's excellent because that was one of the things that drew me to your work. Like uh, we're we're both members of like the same. I think on Facebook it's called Comic Artists Seeking Commissions, and that's yes. how I first discovered you in that group. Oh but, wow! But thereafter. Cool. You know, I I ventured out. You know, I saw your your work on your own Facebook page, and then your own blog, and then the Illustrator. Right so everything cascaded down from there. You know what I'm saying? Right and cool. uh, so yeah, and that was one of the skills that I noticed foremost, like your your skill with uh, rendering portraits and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you came across with that like very well. Like your stuff is oh, excellent, thank you, excellent. Um, thank you so. And I guess to get ready to close it out, man, I did want to ask you about 
uh, a couple of things with um, your your ventures into social media, in particular, like yeah. your videos with YouTube and Vimeo, uh, which is right, right, yeah, which is why I mentioned the uh, illustrator at top, um, yeah. the, the, the moniker that you go by. And earlier mm-hmm. today, I was um, watching uh, Necessities again, the tools of mm-hmm. the trade. Which is mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Uh, if you guys check it out, um, Kevlin is on there, and it's about five or six minutes of him just breaking down his philosophy on art making. But also, intermittently, he's placing the tools of the trade that are in his go bag, you know. Absolutely. And it's just like, oh, okay. So you see the, the iPhone that he would use to take, you know, the pictures of for reference. You see the laptop that he has, the headphones you know, the bag and everything. And it's like, all right, this man means business. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he he is not playing around. You know, but <laughs> but I think it's good because social media now, if you use it right as a creative, you can really get word mm-hmm. out about yourself. And I wanted to ask, like, how, how has that been for you? Has that been something that you've embraced and really, you know, actively work on getting yourself out there? Yeah, man, that's a that is a struggle for me, man. Um, it's a struggle in that uh, I, I still struggle with the the negative aspects of social media. Mm. Um, I'm I'm not a social media fan by nature. Yeah, I've grown to embrace social media as a tool and trying to use it to do some good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I struggle with, like I said, man, that negative, constant stream of of, of uh, trolling and 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 all of that nonsense. I really, I have a problem with that, and and I'm working on it. I'm getting yeah. better with it. Yeah. Um, but it's tough for me, man, because I just that's just not how it's just not how I'm how I'm built. Um. So I I, I a couple of years ago I really decided that I needed to. Social media is a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's here to stay, right? So you, know, you can complain about it and or whatever, or you can do you mm-hmm. in that lane. So I decided, okay, that's what we're going to do. So again, uh, my partner Eureka, uh, Jason Mattingly, uh, who's a brilliant writer, he's also a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, we we decided we were going to do these just a couple episodes at first. We've got many more uh, planned. But uh, it's sort of the, the first one was was about me uh, and my philosophy and and the tools that I use, as you said. But going forward, um, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do. You and I are gonna do an illustrator. We're gonna do an illustrator on you, big bro. Oh, okay. we need to do that. For, yes, okay. for sure. I appreciate that. Um, but it's really about. It's really about. Uh, it's exactly what you're doing, man. It's about exploring the creative mind, and within that, those processes that make up, um, you know, this beautiful artwork that that is all over the social media landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took some time uh, a couple months ago and really went through my, uh, what, do you, what is it called on Facebook? Is it called, it's not called an inbox on Facebook, right? All your, uh, your news, feed, news feed, right? Yes, that's right. Feed, whatever, okay. So I went through and really cleaned it out, man, because it was, um, you know, a lot of that uh, nonsense that, that we talked about in there. And I don't, I don't need it. I don't want to see it. I have no interest in it. Yeah, uh, I want to see I want to see beautiful work that the, so many incredible artists like yourself are making. So I really went through, and now when I when I go to check Facebook, um, that's what I see, and and so inspiration is at the top mm. of that list, off top day like when first thing in the morning, man, or whenever it is, I'm checking it. It's like there's something amazing there that I want to know more about. You know who did it, how they did it. And it inspires me to go create for the day. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know, if I can do that, if I can make myself feel that way, you know, just by kind of cleansing uh, my social media experience, then I need to be a part of that. You know what I mean? I need to I need to help feed that that positive content. Yeah. Um, and 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 get that out there. So uh, we did the Illustrator, and um, it's been amazing, bro. It's been incredible. The uh, the response to it really, is, in in a way, it's been overwhelming because mm. people, I, I think, so many people feel the same way, yeah, and have been um, 
in some cases, bullied into, you know, not talking uh, or not speaking out against uh, that kind of craziness. Mm-hmm. I had one uh, uh, fantastic uh, artist uh, here in Louisville. Her name is Kathy, and um, she's also a great cosplayer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, last year we did, a, we did an event, and she came uh, in costume, and uh, we talked just briefly about, um, you know, getting back into art. She, she's an artist. She said, yeah, I hadn't really done anything in a while. So this year after we launched the Illustrator, um, she kind of found me again online and then found me at a uh, live event and said, you know what? I have picked my pencils back up and I'm getting back into it because of your message. And, I, and she said, I thought to myself, why, why am I not doing this? I love to do this. Yeah. Right? And she said, "So why not do it?" So uh, she's 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 also I think she's a teacher if I'm not mistaken, full time. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, incredible work, man! I went through her uh, her uh, portfolio that she had online, and just was blown away. Um, you know, and this was a person who wasn't hiding her gifts, but certainly wasn't using them to the to their fullest capacity. Yeah. And so now she's back into it, and that's that's really the whole purpose of the Illustrator series is to demystify art making, you know, specifically in, in my case, comic book art making. Um, there's so much mystery wrapped up in that. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like how, how do people do this? And man, I just don't see how you can draw like that. I, uh, again, um, uh, Saturday, I did an event at a, a shop called the Nerdy Planet yes. here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Great, great folks, man. And there was a young lady there who, uh, who who's an art student. Um, and she, we were talking about, uh, you know, drawing the face. And for most people, man, you know, drawing, drawing anatomy, I mean, that's, that's as, almost as tough as it gets for most people. Oh, yeah. So I had a piece of paper in front of me and flipped it over and showed her just in a couple of very quick steps, man, like all of 15 seconds, how to just quickly map the face and how to... She was like, it was like, what? That, that makes so much sense. It's so much easier than the way... I have been doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and and so it's just little things like that, and it, and it, it removes that layer of mystery, you know. And this this isn't magic, man. This is this is this is a lot of uh, perspiration and pers- perseverance, and mm-hmm. and I, you know, I guess some talent, hopefully, you know, <laughs> if you do. But 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 really, it's more about, um, you know, knowing what you want to see on the page, and then knowing how to get there. It's really really all it boils down to. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that's the message that I gathered um, looking over your social media as well. Like, in fact, you probably recall, it was like a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, Kevin, I had to put out a search party for you, man. I haven't seen you around. What's going on? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was just used to, like, seeing you at least every other day just posting. it. Yeah. like, all right, yep, Kevin, there you go right there. Yeah, <laughs> I got him. Okay, cool. And then it just went one week. Yeah. In two weeks, I was like, all right, nah, I got to holler at my man. I got to see what's going and on. You did. And I appreciate, I appreciate you, too, because <laughs> we, uh, we, were, we were busy with, with conventions and all that business. But, yeah, uh, yeah man, you're right. I, I, and if this is, again, this is coming from somebody who's still really finding their way around social media. I still don't understand Twitter. I'm trying to get a handle on Twitter, but I just don't. I, I just, I'm just being honest. I don't get it. You I don't, and me both. I, yep. I mean, I, I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm my son, my oldest son, Jabril, who who's an author, by the way, just authored his first. Uh, yeah, man, just authored his. He's a student at uh, Eastern Kentucky University. Just authored his first book this year called uh, "What to Do," <laughs> and it's it's essentially a uh, pocket reference manual that that deals with the philosophy of how to attain your highest self mm. what to do oh it's deep the brother's deep man <laughs> um i went to i went to hear him speak a couple weeks ago on campus mm-hmm. wow just blown away man you know not that i didn't know that the dude was a heavy cat but you know he's quoting from you know uh the bhagavad gita and Run and oh man, this brother's dropping science, man. So I'm like, just I'm so I like all three of my kids are just so incredibly gifted and talented, man. I, I couldn't be more proud. 
my daughter is probably gonna be president of the United States one day. I tell everybody that um, if she wants to. Yeah. You know, because um, she's just that sharp. But uh, yeah, man, we 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 got so busy that I think I I I kind of took a step back and just kind of um, I don't know. I wanted to reassess, man, where where we where I was in terms of social media and making sure that uh, the message uh, stayed on point, stayed focused. Um, and I'm also checking out um, so many other people. Like I was saying about James uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. um, uh, who has a, a YouTube series called Burning Questions. Okay. And if you've not seen it, man, you got to check. Yeah, Burning Questions, James Victoria, V-I-C-T-O-R-E, if I'm not mistaken. And also Aaron Draplin of uh, Draplin Design, I think is the name of his company. Okay. Um, and these guys are they, a lot of what they talk about um, is really what you and I are talking about, man. It's really about um, no, knowing. It's not just about doing what you love, but knowing why you love it, you know, and not forgetting that. Not being because it's so easy to get uh, to get drained, man. There's so many energy vampires out here and cats, you know. Uh, pulling you in different directions and just life in general. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's tough, man, to stay motivated and, and to keep your batteries charged. Um, and that's really what these guys talk about. These dudes have, you know, they, they built their businesses from, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the trenches. They, they've done it. They still, uh, Aaron Draplin uh, still talks about, you know, even with all of his success, he still talks about how he can't believe, you know, that, that, that he's at this point. And it just makes him even hungrier, you yeah. know, to, to go go it every day. Um, but and then and James Victoria talks about uh, essentially, you know, believing in something that's bigger than you, you and your work too. Mm-hmm. You know, having a mission and a purpose is just bigger than just the art, um, and 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 that's also crucial. So I think in the at the end of all of this, man, for me, um, I, I want to be a better illustrator. But I want to, at the end of all this, I want to be a better human being, and I want to, um, I want to be the, I want to be the best human being that I can be. That's that's a full time, twenty four seven, three sixty five gig right there. You know, yeah. is being is being the best Kevin Goodner that 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 could be. That concludes this episode of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Any feedback or comments are always appreciated. You can email the show at artistproofpodcast at gmail.com. Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson is a production of Inazuma Studios, LLC. Copyright 2015. Inazuma.